for being out here this afternoon. Thank our Facebook audience for being with us. And we'll, we'll continue our lesson. This is week three on faith in the Word of God. Now remember, we put a major emphasis upon the word faith, and I want to keep repeating that so that not that you don't have faith, but it is, a, it is a reminder that you and I understand that without it, we cannot make the exchange what grace have made provision for. So faith is the only response to grace that made the provision to receive. So if we don't use the faith of Christ, which is the grace of God, which is God manifesting the flesh to restore everything back in its original setting, but it's all in Christ. So when we say in Jesus' name, it's because we have that right because we are joint heir with Christ. Are you following what I'm saying? And so uh, let's just put our uh, theme scripture back up there once again, 1 John 5, 4, and then let's look at Hebrews eleven six. And then we'll look at our uh, subtitle uh, topic uh, scripture for this for this lesson that we're doing. We're doing <clears throat> the lesson that we're talking about is guarding your heart. It's a subtitle of what we're talking about. It's faith in the Word of God, but in order to have faith in the Word of God, you're going to have to learn to guard your heart. Okay, why? Because if you don't guard your heart from offense then what will happen, the enemy will get in and choke the word of God from becoming of no effect. Okay? Why? Because an offense, if not dealt with properly, that offense, will, it will grow, it will, the root system will be established with resentment, hurt, sorrow, unforgiveness, and the list goes on. So when, that, when, when a root of bitterness springs forth, it's springing forth from the hurt, from the divorce, from the resentment. Are you understand what I'm saying? From the unforgiveness, from the malice, you know, just ill will, hate, anger. And a lot of times we don't recognize it's like, I don't know why I act like that, Ron. Well, it's because something happened that affected you through that individual. And because you didn't know how to deal with the offense, then what took place was a root started to establish because you didn't deal with it with the right attitude. Okay? You're not going to stop offense from coming. Okay, but it's how you deal with it, it's how you walk with it, it's how you live it out. Okay, so before we get into that, look at this. First John five four says, "For whatsoever is born of God does what? Overcome what? The world." So that's what you have on the inside of you. you have world overcoming faith inside of you, and it said, "This is the victory that overcomes the world." It is our faith. In actuality, it is the faith of Christ. Okay? So, 
<clears throat> Let's put that up there, case in Hebrews chapter 11 and look at verse 6. The scripture says, For without faith, it is what? Impossible to do what? To please him or to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently do what? Seek him. So faith is the only currency that you and I can make the exchange what grace have already made. Okay, and that's why we put a lot of emphasis upon faith, because faith is your part, it's my part. Amen? I mean, Brother George didn't catch that big old fish just by itself. He caught it by faith, see? Amen? He showed that his faith was developed. Amen. Okay, that's all I'm saying. And Sister Pearlie caught a fish too. It was like this, but she caught one. <laughs> Praise God, I couldn't help myself. <clears throat> okay, let's look at our lesson. Go to Matthew chapter 15. No, Sister Pearlie caught a big, a big red fish too. Yeah. And look at verse uh, 10 again. Huh? Well, that's a good thing. See, you got to learn to receive that. See, you have to be to the place to say, that's all right, I caught it. Your faith, my faith, I got it. All right, so Matthew 15, and look at verse 10. And he called a multitude and said to them, what? Hear and understand. I'm telling you, those two words, it sounds simple, but it is so powerful. Hear and understand. Next verse, Casey. He said, not that which goes into the mouth defiles a man, but that which cometh out of the mouth, this defiles a man. So you have to be mindful what's what? Coming out of your mouth. Amen? You have, don't allow people to put you in a place to speak contrary to the new life that's in you. Oh, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Because this new life that you have in you, this life is providing all that you and I need spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally to, to do what? To live the victorious life. But you have to choose it. You have to put your mouth on it. Amen? You have to say, I'm going to live 120 years without crutches. I'm going to live 120 years without dementia or Alzheimer's. I'm going to live 120 years with good sight. Amen. I'm still going to be exercised at 120 years. Yeah. I mean, we might be walking a little slow, but I'm still, I might be running like this. Don't y'all laugh, but I'm going to be in the front of y'all. 
They're going to be full of little Devin. Come with the, didn't they tell y'all leave the little Devin alone? <laughs> Amen. Well, but notice this. So it's, you have to be mindful of what comes out of your mouth. I'm telling you, and especially as we get older, you hear people all the time. Well, you know, my bones hurt. Well, you know, my author is, is kicking up. Uh, well, my bunions start to hurt a little bit. I'm trying to tell you, y'all got to get, we can't, we can't have the words in our vocabulary. Because I'm telling you, your words sets the tone for your body, for relationship, for your finances, for everything in life. I mean, just think about Abraham, a hundred years old, and Sarah, 90, and brought forth a son. Sarah not only conceived, she had that bad boy and raised him. Now, just think about it. She was over 100 years old raising Isaac. How are you going to do that? So, you see, we at least got another 40, 50 years that we can live outright whole. But it starts by what you're saying, what's coming out of your mouth. Don't be agreeing with folks. Oh, well, you know, we're getting old. No, you get no. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm in my prime. I'm just getting right. You know how you we used to prime a take, and that's not you know, you know. I don't recommend that, but you know, we had to siphon gas out of a out of a car, out of a gas tank. To you know, you ain't had no gas for your lawnmower, so what you do? You siphon out of the, out of your. Yeah, with a rubber hole. You, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, and what are you doing? You're priming that thing. And once it, but boy, once it get enough suction, it'll fill it up, right? What? That's right. So we're in our prime. We just got to keep priming it, Brother George, and, and we'll keep on going. Once, that, once the word get to working, now you're on, you, you on it. And that's what we got to do. Amen. I don't care how young you are or how old you are. To be honest with you, you younger people that has an advantage, you need to take advantage of this and recognize. He said, it's not that which goes in the mouth that defiles a man, but that which comes out of the mouth that defiles a man. So what are you saying about yourself? Okay. Now, let's jump down, let's jump down here to verse uh, 18, it said, but those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from where? The heart. Now, we're not talking about the blood heart. Okay? We're talking about the soul of man. Okay? And this is where a brute of bitterness can build a stronghold on the inside because we don't know how to let go an offense. Hmm? Especially, you know, when you have done something, you have done so much, and 
you not expecting this to take place. I mean, understand what I'm saying? Are y'all getting what I'm saying? And then all of a sudden you get thrown, you know, a curveball, you know, because you just, if you weren't expecting it. And, and again, and let me just put this up here before we move forward. Casey, uh, put this up. Uh, Luke 17, 1. This is our other opening scripture, so I want to put this in there. <clears throat> this is the words of Jesus when he said to the disciples, look what he said. I want you to look at this one clause. It is impossible, but that offense will come. Offenses will what? They will come. So it's not the offense that come. It's how we handled that offense that came. Okay? And, and what I'm trying to do is put you in a place of understanding that when something come to you or someone speak to you in an ugly way or out of turn, that's going to be your position right there. Just take a, take a stand upon the word of God and say, I will not let this offense this get to me. I had an opportunity this Tuesday morning. You know, at the dealership. And I wouldn't, I refuse to let it get a hold to me. It's like when you teach on something long enough, the enemy try to use that to see, can it, yeah. Are you following what I'm saying? So it's not like any of us are immune from offense. No, it's going to come. It's your response of something that you hear. Maybe you didn't like. Maybe it was said wrong. But you have to learn to overlook things because Everybody is not in the same place where you are. And sometimes we give people enough room, they'll come back and correct their action, you know, if we don't hold a foot to the fire. Well, I was just waiting on to see how long it's going to take you to come back and, and make that right. Now, that's not good. Is that right? <laughs> no. Okay. But, okay, Casey, go back to Matthew 15. I want you to see that because offense will come. But I know Jesus said, woe unto him through whom they will come. Because he's talking about unforgiveness. Okay? So now look over here at verse 18 again. But those things which proceed out where? Out of the mouth come forth from the heart. And they defile the man. So you have to be very careful. You know, well, in our household, men die at the age of 70. They come, you know, they come down with heart disease. You, you, can't, you, can't, you can't put that on yourself. I mean, yes, you may have been born of that household, but guess what? You broke the cycle of that disease when you got born again. You have a new spiritual DNA, but you have to enhance that. You have to wear that. You have to speak that. You got to believe that word before it can take effect in your life. Oh, you understand what I'm saying? All of us are the prophet of our own lives. So if you speak damnation over yourself or you allow someone else and you partake of that, then guess what? Sooner or later, the inevitable is going to take place. 
And it didn't do it by chance. It did it because you put a law in motion and didn't recognize what was happening. Are y'all getting this? So as believers, we change the way we speak. I don't care how tired we are, how weary we are. Look, you draw from the strength of the anointed one inside of you. Lord, I praise you. Lord, I receive your strength. I receive your victory in me now. What are you doing? That's just like a, that's like a vitamin. What a, what, a, what, a, what a good B vitamin does, it, it, it sends shockwaves through your bloodstream and, and just causes you to be alive. What well, the word works spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, in every which way if you give it the opportunity. Okay? That's why we're believers. That's the reason why you're in here and most people are still out there in the world. Why? Because they can't see themselves. Why in the world y'all want to come sit and just listen to the word? They don't understand because they're spiritually densed. They're spiritually blinded. And so now while we are here, let's make the difference. Not by what you do, but how you live. Okay? Okay, next verse, Casey. <clears throat> For out of the heart proceeds what? What it proceeds? Evil thoughts. See why you had to guard your mouth? You got to guard your heart? Something made you angry. Hmm? Something got under your skin. You see, you, you control that. I control that. We must not allow something to get to us to the place to where as, you know, we, we, we begin to have a root of anger when we hear, hear that person's name or we hear about that situation. Uh-uh. Amen? We are growing into full maturity that the Lord can use us. Amen? Because he, well, he's recognizing that we're not going to allow every time someone speak to us out of turn or say something about it, we're not going to blow up like a $2 suitcase. No. You ha- you're going to have a spiritual maturity of understanding that this offense, it came for the word's sake. You have to recognize that. You have to understand. This offense came for the word's sake. Amen? Say that with me. This offense, it came because of the word's sake. Yeah. That's what you got to look at. You, you can't take it personal. See, when you take it personal, then now, notice it. You have taken the power of the grace of God from doing what? From handling that thing. You remove the shield. It's kind of like a person. I used, to, I used to deal with termites a lot. And we always tell a person, 18 inches from, what is that? The, uh, the roof of your house? Or the, what is that? The, 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 the suffolk. Yeah. 18 inches from the suffix of your house, you don't put nothing there. 
Because that's where your all of your what your defense or your protection is around that house. You go that digging up up under that. Say, I'm gonna put me a nice little flower bed. Yeah, what you did, you didn't dug up all your protection. It don't look good. Termite uh, treatment today can cost you almost five thousand dollars. And you go digging, it don't look good, it don't show no, it don't put no flower out, it don't put no pretty smell out, it don't do nothing. <laughs> but it keep them little bugs out your house from eating up your wood. And if you get to digging around there, then what you done, you done dug up all your protection. And now what you did, you didn't stop the termite, the colony may be 300 feet away, or 300 yards away. But if they find a way that this is unprotected, then guess what? They're going to send signals. The soldiers are going to send signals, and they're going to start eating on your house. Again. Say, so why are you telling me that? Same thing about thoughts. See what he said? Out of your heart perceive evil thoughts. If you don't guard your heart, with the word of God. See, you'll, see when, you, when you speak the word of God, what's happening? Your soul is coming in compliance of the life of Christ that's in you. And so what do you, my soul is drawn from the life source of my spirit. But if I don't keep my heart open to the life source, and I allow an evil thought to come back in, what I done? I done took away my protection. Can y'all see that? I let my guards down, so to speak. I let the evil thought, I let that anger, I let that, that, that murdering spirit come back upon me again. Why? Because I took away my protection. Can y'all see that? I gave you the illustration about the termite so you can see what this is. So how do you take your how, how do you take your away your protection? What an evil thought. What would be an evil thought to you? Hmm? Somebody hurt you. Somebody misused you. Somebody took advantage. Right? Someone spoke ill will against you. An evil thought. And so what's the, next, what's the natural thing we want to do? Retaliate. Defend ourselves. Here's the problem with that. A dead man can't defend himself. And you see, you'll, see when, I'm, when I say that, see, you have to think about the life that I now live. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me, who gave his life for me. So I'm living my life out of the life that he overcame the evil thoughts, the evil way, the hurt, the pain, the jealousy, everything that goes with. So I am a partaker of that anointing. I'm a partaker of that life. So I have a defense up. So therefore, an evil thought cannot affect me because I'm living out of Christ. It's in Christ. I'm speaking from what he's already done. I'm speaking and living my life out of what he's already done for me. So what I'm doing, I'm keeping myself guarded. 
with his protection. Can y'all see that? You know, if you had a, you know, if you had an accident, your insurance is your protector. Right? Something happened, what well, they supposed to. Anyway, you know. I ain't got no love for them. You know, they <laughs> My wife worked 20 something years in it. And every time we talk, I say, yep, y'all take all our money. And then when a storm comes, they, they want to find out which came first, the flood, the wind, or what? You asked me that when you were taking my money. <laughs> uh, well, okay, let's move on. <laughs> so just think about that. An evil thought, if you let your guard down, then guess what? Your heart will continue to spew out what it used to spew out of your mouth before you got saved. And you could be saved and still speak very rude and still be a cusser. I mean, a good cusser. Are you following what I'm saying? Huh? All right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> you got to stay away from that. <laughs> Praise God. So for out of the heart, perceive what? Evil thoughts? And notice murder. You don't have to have murder somebody physically. You can murder them with your words. In your heart, you have already murdered them. And that's the, the sad part about that. That's where it starts. It starts in your heart. You start imagining, thinking about it. And some people, they don't know how to pull back on the range. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, I used to love to look at those uh, movies. Uh, I don't look at them no more. What is it called? CSI. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I used to love that. Yeah. And you think about how they... Uh, the FBI, let's see, what is it called? Um, I forgot the name of it, but it's about five of them in the F. Uh, the black guy, Chanel Moore, he plays with them. What is the name of that show? What is it? Yeah, what's the name of that movie called? That, uh, MCI? No. But anyway, you listen to all, and you listen to those different cases and how these people plot, premeditate the murder. And the little young geeky guy, he's the one who can figure it all out. Yeah. Criminal mind, yeah. He can figure it all out. What is it? They murders already in their heart before they even make the attempt. Because that's where it starts. It starts with a thought. This is how root of bitterness, or root, yeah, root of bitterness get in there. You get to thinking on it, you get to thinking on it, and guess what? It's growing. It's getting deeper. And then all of a sudden, you know, you could be talking with a person, like I could be talking with Brother Johnny, with a smile, and, you know, I leave him, and everything sound good, and then walk right off and just kill somebody. I said, man, I just talked to him just a he didn't show no but see that root of bitterness had gotten to the place to where you don't control it it controls you now 
because it's springing forth. It is now a living thing. It's, it's above ground. Let me show you that just for a moment. We'll come right back to that case. We'll go to Hebrews chapter 12 and look at verse 15. I want you to see something here. I started this series out in giving you about the, the four basic type of people in Mark chapter 4. It's the same scenario. <clears throat> we'll go back, but look at verse it says, looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God. He said, lest any root of bitterness, you see what it says, springing up? How will it spring up? What the Bible say first what? The blade? Then the ear is springing up. What is it springing up from? That root of bitterness springing up troubles you. What is that root? That root would be what? Murder. Evil thought. Adultery. Fornication. See, Jesus said these are the things that spring forth out of your heart. Notice that they're springing up again. It starts out as a seed. An offense. But if you don't deal with it properly. Well, I'm going to get even. I'm not going to let this go. And the more you speak in that light, guess what? The more you're putting yourself in position to do something out of character. This is why you have a lot of, a lot of good people that is incarcerated tonight because they could not control their attitude. They did not know how to stop the offense that came against them. They took it to the level to where it's now they're spending time behind bars. Hmm? See what they say? Less any root of bitterness springing up, meaning it doesn't happen all overnight. Meaning this is a, this is a slow process. Why? Because it's growing. What is growing? What's growing? Trouble, resentment, hurt. Right? All, it's growing. That's what the root is. It's growing. And once it spring up, once life come up, that means because now every time you look around, you be speaking on it. You be speaking again. You try to get everyone, everyone in your path, you're, 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 you, that's, what, that's your conversation. Look what it says. Springing up and thereby many be what? Defile. Because what happens when a person get a root of bitterness, they're going to call or they're going to try to they're gonna ride by or they're going to do everything they can to do what? To bash that situation, that person or whatever. Why? Because they allowed a root of bitterness to spring up because they didn't know how to deal with the offense in a proper, with a right attitude. So therefore, it festered. Hmm? And this is what happens in our lives as Christians. And all of us are candidates for this to happen. So it's not if an offense comes, it's when it comes. My part would be, how will I respond? I would say by faith, I love to say by faith, I will have the proper attitude 
to handle every offense from this point forward. Now, that don't mean I'm going to do it, but that's my heart. Amen? Sometimes you might get caught off guard. Is that right? But you got to pay attention, okay? So, go back, Casey, to where you were. Where were you? Where were you? Um, Uh, that's where we were at. So he said, "Out for out of the out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murder, adultery, fornication, theft, false witness, blasphemy." Next verse. These are the things which what defiles a man, but to eat what unwashed hand defiles not a man. The Pharisee were offended with that. Okay, now. Let's look at something else here. Go with me to uh, James chapter 1. And let's look here. We'll close with this. Uh, Start at verse 13, James chapter 1. It said, let no man say when when he is tempted, I'm tempted of God. For God cannot be what? Tempted with evil. Neither tempt he any man. Okay? God is not in the business of tempting. Okay? God will try your heart. Are you following what I'm saying? He will try your heart. God, and to try your heart means God will examine you. God will scrutinize you. God will put you through the third degree. It's like an a it's like an attorney, maybe a persecuting attorney, or what's the other kind of attorney is? The one that defend a, a defense attorney. They'll put you through the third degree of asking you the same question in multiple ways. And you get upset and say, didn't I tell you? You keep asking me the same thing? Well, you see what it's doing. It want to make sure that your answer is affinitive, right? And I'm trying to tell you right here. So every man is tempted or tried or tempted, yeah, tempted when he is what? Drawn away. Drawn away how? See? See, when the offense come, you have to be the one to make a decision. Will I be drawn away? Will I allow my own lust? My, own, not, my lust would be, you know, the hate, the anger, the, you know, the retaliation. I'm not letting this go. I'm just tired of people messing over me. I'm just tired of every time you look around, I get the blunt of everything. I'm the blame for everything. Well, today, I'm going to show you. That means you didn't got enough rage on the inside. That's not a good place to be. I'm not talking about people in the world. I'm talking about church people do this. Okay? And remember, we all are candidates. It's just how we, again, do having the right attitude for the offense means everything. So notice this. He said, every man is tempted when he or she is drawn away. How? 
by their own lust. And guess what? Entice. Put that in the, in the Amplified just for a moment, Casey. A classic. Watch this. But every person is tempted when he is drawn away, enticed, and baited by what? His own evil desire. Can you see that? Your enticement did not come from this person, that person, this situation, that, that situation. No, it came from how you were thinking. Every person is tempted when he is drawn away. That means you have to be drawn away in your thoughts on that situation. You allow yourself to be way over here in a dark place where you should have never allowed your thoughts to get. And once you get over there, it's hard for you to pull yourself out of that because there are demonic forces that want to hold you. You have to fight with all of the anointing in you to say, no, that is not my thought. That is not my way. I uproot those thoughts. I uproot those ways. That's how you cast down negative thoughts. That's how you, you, you grab hold of something that has taken you, drawn you away. You have to be the one to uproot it. And you may have to keep uprooting something depending upon how deep and how embedded that, that, that thought that got inside of you, that root is inside of you. I mean, you, you ever seen a little oak tree? It ain't no bigger than this. But it's about this high. And you go there and say, oh, man, let me just pull that thing out. It'll pull your back out. If you don't grab it right, because it got a good root system. You have to grab that thing, and, and then if you know anything, and then you have to pull it up slow to make sure you loosen them roots and get it up out of there. Well, it's already planted. It was in there from an acorn or whatever. It just established a good root system that where it's bounded with that ground. Sometimes I'm using that, that's what in, your, in our heart. Some things is so, is so grounded in our heart, in our way of thinking, that it's going to take you constantly speaking to that thought, casting that thing down, and walking with that truth until you have broken the power of it over your life. So when you allow a root of bitterness of any form to get a hold to you, you better recognize you're not going to come out of it as easy as said. You had to fight for your freedom. Well, it wasn't right that this happened. I, I'm not saying whether it's right or wrong. I'm saying if you want to keep the right attitude to move on with God, to see what is in the hand of God for your life, you have to keep a right attitude. That's my responsibility. That's your responsibility. But it's just so unfair. Yep, a lot of things in life is unfair. But I'm telling you, if you keep walking with God, if you keep trusting that his plan is better for you, he has a bigger plan, I'm telling you, at the end of the day, when I say at the end of the day, you know, before your life is over, you're going to see 
why God had you say, keep moving forward, keep moving forward, keep moving forward. Why? Because you would have never got there. If you learn to handle an offense in a proper way, you will, you will recognize that, hey, man, the hand of God was in this. But it didn't look like it. And it sure didn't feel like it. Are you understand what I'm saying? Some things you, we try to question, well, why, why did this happen like this? Why? We don't have answers all the time. But you got to keep your heart right. Hmm? If you don't learn to keep a, a right attitude in an uncomfortable situation, uncomfortable, uh, whatever it may be, I'm telling you, that's what the enemy is looking for. He's looking to see how you handle that. Hmm? Oh, yeah. He's looking. And believe me, he don't play fair. He's not going to throw things at you that you know that you can. He's going to try to throw things at you that, that really catch you off guard. So every person is tempted when he or she is drawn away. That means you're lured. And the only way you entice, you entice or bait it is because you've been thinking on it. You can't be tempted on something that you don't think on. I'm going to say that to you again. You can't be tempted on something that you don't think on. Just because a thought comes, that means you have to think on it. Amen? I mean, someone said that was over 20, 10, 20,000 thoughts. I think it's more that passes through your mind a day. But all those thoughts don't land. Only the only one that land is what we call deep thought. Deep thoughts are what you live by, what you already got established, what you what you you know you 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 speak out of that that place. In other words, you have a set vocabulary where you just speak out of, and that's what the enemy is lurking. He's looking to see is this part of your vocabulary, and if you sit there and dance with him for a little while you find yourself dancing to the wrong tune. Yeah. Are you following what I'm saying? You can't be singing, if loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right. <laughs> Go Motown on y'all. All right, next verse, Casey. <laughs> and we close with this. The evil desire, when it has conceived, you see what it has to do? It has to be conceived. But before you conceive it, what you have to do? Think on it. You have to be lured, baited, drawn away by your own lust to be enticed. It's not no one else, it's you. And that's the problem. We don't want to face us. We don't want to take the responsibility, it's me. No, I did this because of what you did to me. I said it because, and I know it may, not, it may be uncomfortable. No, because you and I are responsible for what? Our own words. Right? So it said, then the evil desire, when it, is, when it has conceived, that means you took the bait. 
The seed is in there. The root of hurt, the root of resentment, the root of lust, whatever it is, it's in there. Now you conceived it. You can't see it. It's like a woman pregnant. She can't see it, but she can feel it. Because the body starts changing. I believe your, your emotions will begin to start changing once it grows inside of you. Your feelings will change. Sometimes you'll change people who you hang around with. Hmm? It gives birth to sin when you conceive. And sin, when it is fully mature, what does it do? Bring forth death. And that's what the root of bitterness wants to do. It wants to bring you and I to a place of death. Can't kill you spiritually, but it can sure kill you physically and emotionally. Did you learn anything tonight? I know it's a sobering class, right? I hate to end it like that on that note, but that's all I have. I love you. Amen. Well...